Hello everyone and welcome to the fifth episode of The Student Perspective. In this episode, Izaru and I are going to be looking at whether or not Bristol is a good city to go to for university. We're going to be looking at the living costs, the truth about the nightlife and just general little things about the city that you might want to know and that we think you should know. But like I said, let's start things off with the living costs. Izaru, is that not a big thing to consider? I think it's the biggest thing to consider actually before you move um, out of your home for a university. If you're staying um, in a different place, living cost, especially something like rent, which you'll go into, that's like going to be your biggest expense um, on like a month by month basis. Yeah. Um, but just like we'll go into more specifically like different types of living costs like shopping, um, food, uh, drinks, uh, Uber rides, stuff like that. But living cost is massive for university. Yeah. And I mean, I guess the the newest living cost for people, I think, would be rent. I think many, very, very few people would have had to pay rent prior to coming, prior to going to university. Obviously, I, we were one of those mm. people. We were both those people. And um, if we're just looking at some stats for Bristol, Sell House Fast UK conducted a research. I don't actually know the date, but I'll put the table up so you guys can see it while I'm talking about it. And Bristol came top five for the highest average rent coming in at £1,537 per calendar month. And that's top five amongst the big London unis. London unis. Is that not like quite shocking and surprising? I feel like not to us now because we're used to it. But I think it definitely is for someone who's like never heard of um, Bristol being that expensive. It is, uh, you do see that cost being reflected just in rent. Obviously, we're both in, uh, we're both going into our second year now. So we would have had to um, rent um, like a house as opposed to accommodation, which you can choose to do. And we do see that firsthand in terms of like our um, agreement for our tenancy and stuff. But just in our accommodation, yeah, you do see it. it is, it varies, I guess, depending on location, how far you are from the city centre, stuff like that does affect your, um, and how far you are from campus does affect the, uh, the price of your rent. But yeah, that's just the reality of it, I think. It does cost that much. I mean, the the the, the thing that made me realise just how expensive Bristol rent actually was, I mean, I can't speak for other universities because I don't have experience on it, but the thing that made me realise it was that, so we chose New Bridewell, and I know a lot of people in New Bridewell that whose maintenance loan just didn't cover their rent. And that, for me, was like the surprising part because I thought that's the primary thing your maintenance loan is actually supposed to cover. Your tuition loan, tuition mm. fees is supposed to cover your tuition fees, but that maintenance loan is primarily supposed to cover your rent. That's what I thought. And I think for Bristol, that doesn't hold true. And I thought that was just quite surprising. And that really showed for me, like, well, it's quite hefty. And I mean, when I spoke to my brother who has been to university and whose maintenance loan has covered his rent, and just to make that comparison about how expensive it is, I thought that was quite like, quite an eye opener for me that this is an expensive uni. Yeah, I mean, that is very dependent, again, on, like, your family background and your um, mm. how much your parents earn or, your, like, your carers and things like that. But just in general, yeah, the fact that I, I saw it too where a lot of students found yeah, that their yeah. maintenance loan wasn't covering their um, their rent. And that's just rent. You've got to remember that that is not just in isolation. You've got that alongside food, shopping, bills, things like that, that you need to be um, paying for. So then rent taking up a lot of your maintenance loan that frees up less funds for going out, for shopping, out, like indulging. Yeah, in, indulging. Um, at, Even normal shopping. Aside from. Yeah, that's true, actually. 
you can't um, shop as much per week. You, you have to be very strict with how much you spend and things like that. I guess that's just like we were saying, one of the big things you need to learn when you go to university is budgeting, which I'm sure we'll talk about eventually mm -hmm. in the videos, how we budgeted, how we found it and whatnot. But it, it does, it's a big thing to consider because it does affect your lifestyle. Because if your rent is so hefty, you don't forget you got to buy the shopping, you got to, you know, you pay for your nights out. There's a lot to consider that you have to pay for that having an expensive uni does affect quite significantly. And I guess one of the reasons yeah. that it is quite expensive is, again, that same um, website and the people conducted a research. Part of that research showed that Bristol was actually the lowest on their ranking for the number of properties to for rent close to the university campus. Um, Bristol only had 101 wow. compared to Coventry, who was first, who had 1,631, and Leeds, who were lower down, at 1,153. I mean, comparing, yeah, I know, comparing first and uh, last is always going to be significant and drastic, but Bristol isn't far off Nottingham and Glasgow, who respectively have 106 and 109. So I guess mm. the fact that there's not that many properties to rent close to the campus really does inflate the prices. But then again, you look at not yeah. Nottingham and Glasgow, they're not in that top five highs for average rent. So I guess it comes down to the fact that there's not many properties close to uh, to rent close to campus. It's a city centre. Um, there's many factors, but it's just worth knowing that Bristol is quite expensive. And I know for us, we did, we have kind of chosen for the first year to rent a more expensive accommodation for halls. Like New Bridewell was mm. one of the more expensive ones, I guess you could say. But this, the fact that these are averages and they're still quite high shows that in general, the trend is that Bristol accommodation is quite high. Whether you're in Stoke Bishop, City Centre, obviously there are the cheaper, I say cheaper, but there are the less expensive um, places. But in general, mm. it is still quite an expensive place to live. Yeah, I feel like there's there's a couple of things to address there. I feel like we both picked very specific criteria about the type of accommodation we wanted. Yeah, so yeah. We looked yeah. at how close we were to campus, how. Mm. Um, the availability of like um an ensuite room the fact that we were self-catered i feel like we both wanted to yeah um, get that experience of having to cook for ourselves because i feel like that's an important life skill that people associate with moving out to uni like having to cook for yourself but of course there are some of the more um sort of cheaper accommodations that you can you can find that are they, they tend to be catered so they factor in that cost in terms of um how much the, the accommodation is are the catered the ones more expensive though so we'll do a whole episode about accommodations, like comparing the north, east and west villages of Bristol, which are the main areas where the different accommodations are. But just off of like my, um, like what I can remember, I found that North Village, which is uh, where it's a bit further away from the city centre, that actually had the most expensive accommodation for self-catered ensuite, which is what we had. And it was also the furthest away from campus. See, it, do, it does vary based on accommodation, but there is a general trend that some certain accommodations in certain areas will be cheaper, but then it becomes personal preference where you want to stay, how close you want to be, stuff what like that. And the other thing I feel like, which, yeah, that's, that's true. I feel like New Bible had really nice rooms. It was quite a modern building. Was built and I had one of the best. Years, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, just the other thing was comparing like Knott's and Glasgow to Bristol, um, when you're comparing 
um, how much things cost in terms of rent and stuff like that. You have to consider it with what universities you're comparing in like very specific to you. You're obviously applying for a course um, at the university and the course rankings in terms of um, the universities, they will vary based on the course and the university. So then comparing like Bristol to Coventry and Leeds, they might not be similar in a ranking for whatever subject you're doing, but Bristol and Notts and Glasgow might. So seeing the big disparity between 101 and 1,600, something that you mentioned, that might not factor in as much if the university that you're comparing to are all around that that low 100 mark. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do agree in general with your whole point. Bristol is very expensive to rent in. Yeah, and I mean, that <clears throat> we're not just looking at rent here. We're going to try and tell you about the general living cost. And obviously one of the big things people care about in university is well, a night out and just going out in general. That's a big part of life. Mm. You need your social side. And um, Bristol is expensive there as well. It's not just that it's expensive to rent. It's quite expensive <laughs> just to go out as well. And another um, research piece we looked at, which again, I'll put up on the screen from treated.com, concluded that Bristol was the second most, Bristol had the second most expensive pint. And obviously that is behind London, which is in its own league doing its own thing very high prices but that's a bit like second most expensive price for a pint and you look at a lot of societies on their, their wednesdays they'll go out also wednesdays is when they'll have the actual club days the society's days to do their thing but then mm. there are a lot of people going out afterwards and stuff like that so and a lot of those are let's just go to a pub for a drink let's go to a spoons or something like that and the fact that it's second most expensive like it's quite a big thing like this shows that bristol is expensive Mm. I feel like it, it, it may be anecdotal to suggest it, but I feel like because Bristol is a city-based university, a lot of the more op a lot of the opportunities to socialise will revolve around um, shops and cafes and restaurants and pubs. Uh, whereas if you were on a campus, for example, and you were further away from those things, you might be more um, inclined to socialise at your halls. Whereas at Bristol, I feel like the opportunity with the amount of shops that you have in the high street and stuff. You do tend mm, to go and socialize yeah, yeah, in like yeah. a pub, for example, and that cost does come in there. It, it it has more of an impact. The fact that it's the second most expensive for a pint, like, you know, if you are someone who likes to socialize in that context or in that setting, that's going to add up. And if you're comparing that to um, a university, if you're if you're considering Bristol alongside a university outside of London, then that should factor in. Just not necessarily for pints specifically. It doesn't matter if you drink or not but just the amount of money that you're going to be spending in terms of socialising or, like, in that um, eating out or, like, drinking out setting. Yeah. It's going to add up. 100%. But um, I guess our conclusion here is that Bristol is expensive from what we have experienced and also from the stats that we will put up on the screen and that you can check. Um, but, again, I think, I guess, all unis might be expensive in their own ways, but just from what we've experienced in the unis that we have visited with friends and friends we've spoken to and people that visited Bristol and the stats, I think we can, mm. we would just say that it is expensive and that is something to just bear in mind if you're trying to apply to Bristol. Um, Israel, I, I know you had some other stats on like the other living costs beyond going out and, um, I mean, beyond a night out and rent. Yeah, it's, so when you get to university, you'll realise how closely you have to pay attention to finances and uh, how much you spend. And because uh, you, obviously you have your maintenance loan. If you're lucky, you might get some money from your parents or um, like um, like a, an extra fee from the university, for example, if you have like a bursary. But 
you do have to keep an eye on how much you spend. So let's just talk about different contexts that you might be spending money in. So you have like your typical weekly shop, for example. Let's say um, you're trying to buy like a litre of milk, like a milk carton. Um, comparing Bristol to London, you have 92p at Bristol and 95p at London. Three pence difference, not that much of a deal you think in isolation. But obviously throughout the course of the entire time you're there, not just in your first year, but throughout your um, like your degree and however many years you spend living in Bristol, that cost is going to add up. I think we were actually lucky because we decided to split the uh, the cost for some of our like weekly shops, like yeah. milk and bread and eggs. Because we, we end up in the same that flat. That's, that's, again, yeah, you've got to use um, whatever advantages you have, um, or, like whatever circumstances you have to your advantage. But that is something you could look to do. If you, if you, if you are friends with someone, definitely look to like split the cost because I think it would have been unreasonable for us to have went out and bought our own cotton of milk or our own loaf of bread each week because I don't think we would have finished it necessarily no. um, individually. So I think that's a, a great way to save money, for example. But um, let's say like, you know, for the both of us, we always saw like, um, we always heard and thought that after lectures, you know, people go to catch up at a coffee shop, for example. Never happened. <laughs> whilst that might not be true of what we saw, if you are someone who tends to... Um, like that coffee shop setting to study or to socialise, the price of a cappuccino for £2.82 in Bristol versus £3 um, and 2 pence in London, 20p difference, but then that's an even bigger marginal addition when you mm. add things up throughout the course of like um, your entire like time living in Bristol. Um, Wait, just to mention, just a couple of other these things. stats are just median values from a site called Numio. Again, this will be in the description and we'll have it on the screen yeah. if we can. And it's just a median, people put in their values and the site kind of averages out what people have said. So it's not going to be the most accurate thing, but it is something to put you into mm. the ballpark of actually getting an idea of the kind of figures you're working with here. Yeah, it would, I, I suppose it would be like the equivalent of you talking to multiple people that have mm. uh, sort of lived in Bristol and then you taking like an average of that yeah. um, as opposed to looking at individual shops and stuff. But let's say, you know, you make a couple of friends at uni and you decide to go out for a meal at like an inexpensive restaurant. Let's say it's someone's birthday, going out to a restaurant to celebrate. Bristol and London actually have, according to um, numbio.com, the exact same price for a meal for one at an inexpensive restaurant at £15. So that's like, if you think about London city centre of like an inexpensive restaurant, um, it's the exact same price. So that's something you need to factor in. And maybe, you know, on the way to that Nando's, um, you might be getting an Uber. Or even if you're trying to go for like a night out, for example, you might be getting an Uber, split the cost with a couple of your friends. So we looked at the Uber app um, for a one kilometer Uber ride. This is where I think the biggest price difference was. £5.14 for London versus £5.76 for Bristol. Crazy. And, you know, that, like, that doesn't seem like a lot. But again, for somewhere like the London Sea, we have like congestion charge, things like that. That seems very different to what bristol is where it's i guess yeah there's a lot of hills so that might take like a lot of um fuel um like fuel consumption and whatnot but it doesn't seem like that realistic that it should be that expensive but again it's bristol people walk everywhere yeah especially like we, for us we, we were city center right yeah right next to everything we are all right but you can you compare us to our friends in uh, let's say nottingham they got Ubers everywhere, mm. like everyone. I mean, Bristol, again, you can avoid Ubers a lot. But look, that's because we were city centre, I guess. If you're coming from um, Stoke Bishop, you might be getting a lot more Ubers than, um, say, people living in city centre. So that is something to bear in mind. 
Yeah, and I mean, on that same site, if you do um, choose to like search knots and have a look at how much it costs for an Uber, I think knots was cheaper than both of them. Yeah, uh, for a one kilometer Uber ride. Yeah, yeah. So again, they take Ubers everywhere, but it's cheaper, and then they split it, so it doesn't come out to a lot. Wait. But in that whole going out nightlife type thing, let's go more into what actually uh, what kind of clubs they have, what kind of music Bristol has. Yeah, um, let's do the it, man. rave scene. I think that was one of the questions that people want to know. I think that was one of the big shockers for me because I remember one of the like things about Bristol is that it's got this crazy, really good nightlife. And I think um, Mm. when I got there, I was like, "Mm, don't know. But I guess that comes down to what music you actually enjoy. Because I mean, I I think I'll speak for the both of us. We're more into the more, well, for clubbing at least, we like the more hip hop, like. UK, R&B, US yeah. rap, yeah, R&B, you know, the whole, um, like, bit of grime and stuff like that. We're not huge drum and bass, ravey, mm. ravey kind of people. Obviously, we do listen to other kind of music, like, maybe we're in some indie stuff and whatnot, but in a club, we're looking for that hip-hop kind of vibe. And I think at Bristol, you don't find that a lot. You can find it in certain places. So the closest club to us was SWX which I think was my favourite club while I was at Bristol. And they had an upstairs hip-hop room. And um, that was good. But, like, a lot of the other places are just very... Like, they have a lot more drum and bass nights and stuff than you would a hip-hop night based in Bristol. I mean, there is a variety. There's, um... I think I I quite like the variety of clubs that you get. Obviously, it's, um... Yeah. The uh, the downside of that is, like, you won't get a hip-hop night in all the different clubs that you, um... That you want to go to. So you might not be able to enjoy it as much, depending on what type of music you like. But there is sort of, I feel like, a club for everyone or, like, a night for everyone. You just have to keep an eye out for it. And, um... I think one of the big things about the nightlife in Bristol, especially during Freshers, was uh, the amount of, like... Um, artist appearances and performances that we had we were quite lucky again SWX had a lot of performances from um, quite big I'd say like music artists you know you had B Young Notes Young Bane um, and they weren't like a like a stadium tour for example so it wasn't like a, you have to pay you know upwards of like 20-30 pounds a ticket it was like a five pound standard clubbing ticket um, and then you go in and then you have like a normal clubbing night and then towards the end of the night, you have like a live musical performance, which I thought was like, that's something that I didn't expect you need to have. That yeah, because it's not, aspect, that it's not like one of those, you know how Love Island stars go all around the place to just turn up in clubs and, you know, that's how they advertise. Like, oh, you can see Jack mm, from Love yeah. Island. Like this was like, come to the club, enjoy the club night. And then near the end, you'll see Dappy, you'll see Notes. Um, you know, there's many artists. And I mean, we're just saying these ones because these ones Cascada. we remember. Cascada, yeah, they had all varieties of people, but it's, it's, that's quite a cool thing. And I, I don't know how prevalent that is in other universities and other university clubs. I think SWX is quite big, have their own stage, that's why it works. I, don't, I can't speak for other clubs, but they also did concerts mm. there as well. Like, there's various O2, concerts yeah. there. And O2, yeah, O2, SWX and City Centre, they're quite big for concerts. And Motion was as well. Like, mm. both of us had tickets to um, M. Huncho that obviously got cancelled. But there's a lot of yeah. opportunities for that. I talk about Motion... Motion's like one of the big, big clubs in Bristol, and it's but, and I was so excited to go to this club a lot. And we went to Brooklyn Zoo nights just because I was hip hop, and those were great. But most of the time, they were Such just a sick night. yeah, but they were just drum and bass nights. Most whenever I look at this site and see what's coming up, a lot of it was drum and bass kind of nights and ravey nights. And for us too, I don't think we, mm. we were ever interested in that. That's what I mean. It's um, 
I mean, obviously, this is our first experience of like university clubbing and just going to university and going out and stuff. But the uh, uh, the way that Bristol is laid out in that sense, in terms of clubs, is that you need to pick and choose what nights to go on. Like you bring up a great example about um, Motion and Brooklyn Zoo. You can't just decide one day to just uh, like one evening with your mates to all go to Motion and expect there to be like a hip hop night or anything. There is like a general yeah. There's like a general trend of just there being like that sort of style of music that lends that Bristol has a stereotype for, which is drum and bass and like that rave style of like electronic kind of music. And I guess that naturally links um, to the whole stereotype of Bristol being a drug uni. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's, a, it's a, a weird one to talk great, about, but... Yeah, it's it's not a great reputation to have either. You know, people <laughs> associate Bristol like... Oh yeah, it's a rave scene and it's a drug scene. You're like, oh come on, man! Like it's actually a good uni, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's a it's a university in the UK. If you, I feel like any university in the UK has that side of it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I don't know about you, but like personally, I didn't witness it in like such a degree that people associate Bristol with. Like I didn't walk down the hall and see people doing drugs or anything. <laughs> but maybe it's because we didn't go to those course. rave nights. Maybe. Maybe we go to some drum and bass. Maybe that was the yeah, thing. Maybe it was like a, like a free pass. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I mean, you, but, you, you know, you, like you shouldn't some. be put off Bristol. That's every, yeah, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't. Like you I shouldn't be put off Bristol by the reputation. I think it, it obviously, again, depends on your friendship group and who you mix with and where you go. I think mm. if we had gone to more ravey nights, we might have um, we might have witnessed it more. However, we didn't. And I guess we just didn't see it that much. Maybe for that reason. And I guess... I guess our friendship group kind of stayed away from stuff like that anyway. So again, we weren't exposed to it as much. But it's like, yeah, Israel's right. Any uni you go or anywhere you go, you are going to be exposed to certain things or you you are likely to find the other side of it. It's not just exclusive to Bristol, which I think is important to uh, to bear in mind. But nightlife, yeah. but I mean, it's not just that it's cool. a great Bristol nightlife. It is a good nightlife. We have to know where to go you got to, again, link it back to the cost of going out. There's just things you need to consider and maybe balance out and look into. Yeah, and I mean, a great point alongside that that maybe we can go into when we talk about the city in general next is um, the fact that it's not... Because it's a city, you don't just have to resort to or um, rely on clubs being good or really good in the sense that there's so many different things that you can do in terms of like an evening motive. So you've got bars, you've got restaurants, you've got... Yeah, Brass um, Pig's a good like, one. The city centre has a... Yeah, Brass Pig. You've got Planetarium, for example, if you want that sort of... Um, just like something different. You've got a bunch of different restaurants. You've got an aquarium. And that might not be something that you want to do <laughs> on a night out. But that's Let's something that... Let's go to the aquarium. Can, <laughs> that's something that you can, like, split your motives into. And then you can sort of um, spread them out rather than having to resort to the same type of clubs every single week in, week out. Yeah, 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 I agree. I mean, I guess that brings us on to our next thing, which is the general Bristolian Bristol things. And I think one of the big things we need to start off with is you mentioned there's a list of, you mentioned there's many restaurants and places to go. And that is true. It's a city centre. So you have so many places to go to. There's a Nando's, there's a Turtle Bay, there's a Help Me Out. I mentioned only two. What else have we got? <laughs> oh, Las, city centre. You've got Las Iguanas. Iguan. You've got all, you got loads and there's a, there's a Cabot. Cabot Circus, which is basically a shopping centre. Inside there, you got all your mm. big ones. You got Wagamama's, you got 
ZZ's, you got Pizza Express. It's like a Westfield almost. Yeah, it's like Bristol's Westfield with the wags and everything else. And with mm. the sh- again, with the same shops, you've got all the big shops you want there as well. So if you're someone who's into shopping yeah. and likes that big city kind of shopping feel, honestly, it has that as your holiday, Zara. It's basically a Bristol's shopping centre. And if you're in city centre, you're really close to that. And um, I think that's pretty cool. We were re- We were basically right next to it. And... It's nice having that there whenever you want it. Because, again, there's loads of restaurants, there's sushi places, there's burger places, five guys. There's so many things there. And I guess that's one of the massive benefits of being in a city. You do get all of those options open to you. Yeah, it's that sort of proximity to things that you need. And it's very easily accessible. You like, We never needed to take like a bus journey or anywhere else to get to wherever we needed to go. Even yeah, when yeah, we were yeah. looking for like the more specific thing. Like we both, like I remember you were looking for an Asda because you um and then we could actually find that there wasn't asda it wasn't necessarily close to where we lived but it was walking distance you know it wasn't like mm. we needed to trek anywhere but, but now if you're carrying loads of bags walking is a bit of a mission there i would yeah, i wouldn't i, mean, I wouldn't say it's that. walking distance in general and that's only exclusive to bridewell that it's somewhat walking distance but it's still a bit of a trek i'd say but still no i, I get the general point sorry yeah yeah um just one other thing about you know the type of city that Bristol is in terms of like the shops and stuff like that. When you're walking throughout the high street and stuff, what you'll notice is how artsy it is. Yeah. There is a great sort of prevalence of sort of an appreciation of art in Bristol. You've got street art and graffiti, which I think we were both shocked because in London, that's sort of more of a taboo. Yeah. That's something where if you go to like Camden or Soho, you might see that pop up, that sort of graffiti art scene. But in Bristol, it's everywhere. And it's actually like people don't scrub it off or people don't like, um, treat it in a negative way and the, some of the designs and artwork and like creativity that you see is actually really nice really impressive um, yeah like when we were walking to lectures you know just like every single day you walk past these like different designs and like massive sort of murals, massive murals yeah. and it is pretty cool if just personally I remember I was driving up to Bristol with my family for the first time um, as I was moving in and the closer you got as you got off the motorway into the city and the more closer you got into the city the more graffiti and artwork that you actually saw. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's like a really, really, really beautiful thing about the city is that you see how um, vibrant and how colourful it actually is. Yeah, no, 100%. It is a very vibrant, colourful city. And I mean, it's the city that produced Banksy, you know, he was part of a mm. graffiti Bristol gang. And um, it kind of makes sense how he's from Bristol and he turns out to be such a big name in the graffiti scene because Bristol mm. is, I guess, a city of graffiti. And thing is, we say graffiti, right? But we'll put some images up so you can actually see the graffiti we're actually talking about. They're beautiful, massive murals. It, it's art. It's not graffiti. It's art. Like letters, tags, and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, um, and talking about like the colourfulness, the vibrantness, and as I mentioned, Cabot Cabot Circus, which is the big shopping centre, around Christmas time, outside there you get a massive Christmas market. And oh, it's just amazing, isn't it, Isari? The mo- it's honestly one of the best Christmas markets I've ever seen. Really? You've got uh, food stores, yeah, you've loads. got um, like toys, you've got like um, like novelty gifts, you've got like, it's just, I think it was um, like we had like a beer hall in the middle of the, um, mm. in the middle of the high street where they were serving like stuff on tap. It was such a cool place to be during Christmas, especially like those cold, um, like those cold evenings when you like yeah. you got your work done you go down with your mates you like you get a drink you get some food it was just such a a big like a little thing 
that just added so much to us. I, I, think, that I don't think it's broke little, up, like the monotony just, of it. It was so beautiful, wasn't it? I think it was really nice. Um, and I, I, I remember they had like the funniest stalls. There was a moonshine stall. There was like, oh, there was a, there was a stall just full of all sorts of different fudge and cheese. Oh, there was so many stalls. I, oh, it's, it's a great yeah, place to be. Sweets and chocolate was big. And I, I, I mean, I've never experienced this, never heard, but I know Bath is supposed to have a really good Christmas market as well. And I mean, Bristol and Bath mm. are right next to each other. So I know this is about Bristol, but the fact that it's so close to Bath, you know, that could be something else. Like Christmas time is a nice time around Bristol. Yeah, and I mean, um, it's just something you see, like, I feel like there is like a uh, an unspoken sense of like community about around Bristol. And by community, I don't mean the sen- um, in the sense of the word that, you know, people will actually come and talk to you kind of thing. Yeah. It's just like you see little things that remind you like me for me personally being from like a suburban background in greater london it's not something you see every day like for example when they turned on the tree lights um uh, the christmas tree lights in bristol that was like a big event where everyone went down to cabot you say everyone kids and it but i didn't go down yeah you you didn't go down what i I feel like i saw more of the city than i would see on on a typical day right um at cabot and that was like a great thing because everyone was waiting everyone was like trying to see what the big um like what the actual tree, like what the lights were, what the different colors were, and I feel like that was a great time. And even just like personally, and um, running in the morning, for example, like I used to go on runs in the morning, and then just running around the area, and there's, there's other people also out for runs, and the people just like actually smile at you. Whereas that might be a thing that, you, like, it might be a London thing, but people just sort of keep to their own, and they keep like they just focus on their own thing. Whereas somewhere like Bristol, which is a bit more. Um, of like a town type place people actually take the time to actually smile at you there's lots of people walking their dogs um if you run by harborside for example harborside there's nice a, there's paint yeah it's beautiful there's just painted houses right by the river which i think look really nice um it's a good view it's a good friend. view to run on like i've been running recently and my kind of mm. thing is with running now i kind of just run until i complete my targets i just don't want to turn back but i feel like in bristol i would be happy turning back and different areas and because it's yeah. nice enough you just want to run everywhere but here my kind of mind says run 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 don't start you don't want to turn back it's not nice enough to want to rerun it again mm. it's just run but i feel like bristol's so beautiful you could run anywhere running direct running a view running circles and do all yeah, it, it really gives nice. you a view it is really nice obviously that depends on exactly where you are in bristol and where exactly you're mm. running but if you're in that city center area and you're by the harbour side and stuff like that even though you just might not be like the most well, I guess it's subjective what we find good, and I guess it's a comparison to where we grew up. But it's a different sort of view, I think, with the the harbour side, the paintings, the graffiti murals, and the various kind of scenes and stuff. It's a difference to what we're used to, which is probably why we enjoy it so much. Yeah, just like having a river there. And I feel like Cabot is such like a hub for that, because I remember um, during Christmas time, there was like a bunch of Christmas carolers in the high street in Cabot and they were all like singing really? and just where we were yeah like just where we were in uh, New Bridewell for example I'm sure you heard as well when I had the window open I could always hear music coming from Cabot that's just because there's, there's like performers sort of, in it like there's people like playing yeah it's like a busker place that's it boss. yeah yeah but it's just it's 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 such a nice difference compared to like where we live what me personally I live in quite like a quiet neighborhood um and you don't really hear like music playing when you open the window unless it's like a neighbor for example but this was like people actually like musicians actually playing their instruments and people like would come up and like um give money and that is where that communal sense comes in 
So I feel like that really uh, is accentuated by Bristol. But I mean, just on Cabba, it is a really nice place, but there is also the bit of the not nice elements of it as well. I feel like mm. when you're in Cabot, you really see a strong sense of like homelessness in Bristol. You know, like yeah. it's not rare to see a homeless, like quite a lot of homeless people when you're doing that walk to Cabot and around that area. You know, it's not like that's hidden anywhere. It's quite plain to see and it's quite prevalent, I would say as well. So as nice as it is, there is also like, I guess the not nice elements that you have that you see. But I mm. mean... Yeah, but nevertheless, it's just. It's yeah. important you mention that, though. It's important you mention that because we've we've talked at length about we the, have, the yeah. positives of being in like a city uni, and um, the like the importance of having like that city dynamic and the opportunities that that brings. But there is a downside of that, and like the unfortunate reality that most major cities, like London especially, there's like a big homelessness problem. But in Bristol, because we live there and then we notice that every single day, mm. we do see that. Um, I mean. Even when, like, the whole drug stereotype thing and whatnot and homelessness, I mean, I think I've never actually spoken to someone who's, like, you can tell is on drugs, drugs. Mm. Uh, maybe I've spoken to drug people or maybe, like, something like that. But in Bristol, I have actually had several encounters with people who are clearly on drugs. Wow. And I've, I've never had that. I remember once I was waiting in the queue to go see the Joker in the... Um, I think it was the Odeon, you know, the one next to the KFC, right in Cabot again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like outside so, of Cabot. Yeah, yeah. And I was just in the queue, and obviously there was a long queue for the Joker, and some woman was getting kicked out. You could clearly tell she was on drugs. The guy in front of me, she was like hugging oh, him no. and trying to like. It was just really weird. I'd never experienced something like that before, and I did. And also there was another mm. time I was in a queue for something. I think in the bank, and this this woman came in, and she was clearly like again not in her senses. And she was talking to me and I, I mean, I've never, I don't know how to behave in that situation. I was kind of just talking back and being as normal as I could. And then a security it's card, polite, yeah, yeah, a security card came. He was talking to her and he kind of kicked her out kind of thing. Mm. But it's like, I've never experienced that until Bristol. And again, that's in that whole Cabot area. Um, so as nice as it is, there is also the different elements. And that's with everything. There's two sides to it. But like the whole point of this podcast is to give you an, a true, honest opinion of our experiences there. And I'm just trying to relay that as honestly as I can. But I wouldn't say that takes away from that area. It's a great area to go to, like for your shopping or to yeah. just to walk through sometimes. And the, like the gym we both go to is there as well. Um, so it, mm. it just it's everything there. So if you're near there, that, that's just perfect. I would say. And yeah, and uh, it. No, no, sorry. Go on, go on. It's a, it's a great point you bring up because university, especially living away from home, is when you're gonna encounter stuff like that, and you won't have like your parents with you or you won't um like you won't be in like a usual area or like a usual neighborhood mm. like your typical nine to five at school like the school run kind of thing so you ha like you grow a lot in terms of individually like your independence grows a lot because you have to see these things on a regular basis you, like you have to decide how you feel about them um and it, it it shapes and it shapes your character i feel like just wherever you go wherever you encounter like wherever you see university like living abroad um not abroad living outside of your city that is like it's your first taste of adult life and then you see like the reality of what um like you might not have seen if you would live like in a more sheltered type of like family or like that that style of um upbringing so i think even though as tragic as it is to see that many homeless people and to see the way like what they've had to resort to or like how they behave and things like that is important is like an important reminder of like um, what the reality of the world is like yeah and I think one of the big things just to give a positive light to it again 
is that I never realised, never would have thought how big the skateboarding culture is in Bristol. <laughs> Literally, so as a lot of people would have seen on the news um, by Bristol near the harbourside, that statue was pulled down, the Colston one. Mm. Um, I'm not, we're not talking about that here. I'm just saying right next to that is a lot of like, not a lot, but it's an open kind of space and like the, the what was it, a pavement? But there's a little bit of an open space. And there you'll see yeah. loads of skateboarders nearly 24-7. You'll see people on their bicycles. There's just loads of that kind of cyclist, but predominantly your skaters and BMX kind of people there doing their tricks, a mm. bunch of them. Um, obviously, you might smell the odd whiff of weed or something <laughs> at late at night, but it's got that skater culture. And even So there's a street where the Wheels Memorial is, and anyone who's visited the law building or anything like that, you would know the street is a really long park street. You've got loads of shops. That's where the Nando's is and all sorts. And it's very downhill. And as you mentioned, Bristol's very hilly. This one's very downhill. I don't know if you remember, one time I was right at the bottom and some guy had skateboarded all the way down. And I'm like, are you mad? Like, how do you... St- what? That's, does that not feel so unsafe? But... It's a different culture, man. It's, there's a real skateboarding culture. So anyone who's into their skateboarding, <laughs> Bristol's got your culture, honestly. I mean, yeah. I've, I've ridden, I used to take my um, little penny skateboard to work. I mean, penny board. If I ever brought that to Bristol, I'd be so embarrassed with the kind of professionals you see there. Yeah, how good people are. Yeah. <laughs> Doing their yeah. ollies and jumps and all sorts. So I'm just on my little penny board skating along. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I feel like that ties into the idea that uh, there is something for everyone. Especially like if, you, if you're into that, that skateboarding aspect, there's that thing. If you've never tried skateboarding, you could always like, you could always find someone or like, I'm sure someone will know someone who's into skateboarding and then like they can get you into it kind of thing. It's a it's that chance of trying new things and the whole opportunity side of it that when you go to a university, you can completely change what like your interests are and like try new things. That's a big thing about moving out and trying moving into a new city with different opportunities. Yeah, I mean, just while we're talking about the culture and the differences, I mean, just comparing it to London, like we're used to growing up in an area where I could probably find like, 10 chicken shops like that like so like the little chicken shops that we're used to in london mm. and i don't know where else other parts of the uk would be but i remember when we went to nottingham there was like something similar like with kebabs and stuff but i feel like in bristol they're a lot harder to find and the prices are a bit higher as well and i just like yeah. that's something i did kind of notice like with the difference so i guess that's reflected in like a bit of a cultural difference as well as like we're in a more I think London is obviously known for its like multiculturalness and quite diverse. Yeah. And I think that Bristol isn't on London's level, but it does have elements of that, but it is yeah. reflected in the kind of things you'll see, like where we'll see loads of chicken shops and things like that and kebab shops. There are obviously them in Bristol, just not as prevalent. But again, it's a city centre, I guess you can come to expect that. And I know, um, speaking from experience, like because I'm city centre, Finding like halal meat is quite difficult. Like in London, there's a lot of close by butchers. And I remember again, comparing it to Nottingham, there was one rather close by to my friend's accommodation. But in Bristol, you do have to, you do have to travel a little bit to get to the place where you, yeah, you can have to find. seek it out. Yeah, yeah, you have to honestly look. And it's not like a Tesco is like five minutes. But the halal meat was a good solid like 20 plus kind of minute walk. So yeah there yeah, are i mean there are the differences in culture that you'll notice and that does reflect in the shops and stuff but yeah sorry is gone like we often found like you i think it was you that sort of worked out that meat from like a halal bushes was actually cheaper than getting it from tesco 
So I like I'm not someone who like necessarily eats halal meat, but I thought why not save a bit of money and actually get the meat from the halal butchers. Mm. But again, if that was closer, that would be so much more efficient for us rather than having to actually walk. Linking back to that living cost thing, isn't it? Mm, yeah, everything everything adds up. Yeah, I mean, they're just little things. But I mean, something I would like to say is I'm talking about the lack of, not lack of culture, but I guess in my opinion, there is a little bit compared to like where I'm from. But um, there's a big, there's a lot of like, like we are right next to a massive Chinese store, like the one with the like the Chinese like supermarket. There's two mm. right next to us. There's one as soon as you exit your bridal, and there's one next to SWX, right? Like the one on the corner. So they yeah. they they do have like um what would you call that? Like international supermarkets and things like that. But maybe not in all cultures. Yeah, I mean it's it's the benefit of the city aspect because I feel like if you go to like a London city centre, I'm sure you'll find out. Like if you go to like Chinatown, you'll find all those type of supermarkets. Bristol doesn't have that. It doesn't have it to that extent, but it does have options and it does have like um, different things you can use. Yeah, I mean, I think this is our episode on a Bristol University setup overall. Um, mm. Israel, do you would you recommend the University of Bristol to people? Would you recommend Bristol to go to um, the university? I really like Bristol. Um, is it yeah, I, the I, best I city? I feel like for university, no. Have I seen every single university city? No. So again, it's not the most um, objective opinion. But I do like Bristol. I'm happy. Like I'm very happy to go there for second year. I'm very happy to stay at university there. The city didn't put me off studying there. If that's the uh, the message that people want to take from this, yeah. but uh, I don't know about you. Like, what's your take on it? I mean, there have been times where I've been like, I haven't loved the city of Bristol for the sole reason of, mm. you know, um, like the whole nightlife scene wasn't for me. And I guess, you know, it took me a little bit longer maybe to settle into it. But overall, like we mentioned in the previous episode, it comes to that thing, you've got to step out of your comfort zone a little bit. And as you do, it does pay off. And I've just come to experience new things. You know, I... It's just, it has benefited me. And I, I think, again, yeah, likewise, I'm quite happy to be at Bristol. I'm happy to go into it for second year. And there's a reason I chose University of Bristol. There are many univers- mm. there are many universities that are quite, like on Bristol's level, if you will, like you go to Nottingham, you could go to Durham, Leeds, you know, Warwick. But the reason I chose University of Bristol was, of course, because of the city. And I mean, I stand by that. It's a nice city and it's a nice university. But again, my... Yeah my recommendation depends on who I'm talking to. You need to look into what, what you're actually looking for in university, where it stands for your course, the, the other universities you're considering, the grade requirements, whether it's for you, what you want from a university and the city, whether you want a campus uni, like Nottingham's a campus uni, Bristol's a city uni. A city uni. So mm, it comes to all these, difference. exactly, it comes to all these things that you consider important and then looking from there. If you're looking for a city uni, that's quite lively, that's quite that's got loads of shops, you really want that city feel, and if you don't want to go into London, or you're in London, want to move out, Bristol's the one, I haven't seen what Liverpool, Manchester, or Birmingham is like, but uh, Bristol does do its job at a city uni, and um, it dep- I would only recommend it depending on the person I'm talking to, but it's a good city, but still London's the best city, just would like to <laughs> make that clear, I love London. <laughs> right, on, I think on that note, it's a good place to end it. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, Right, I hope you guys took uh, some value out of this episode. If you were considering Bristol, um, if you did get an offer from Bristol, 
Um, and if and your offer changed because of these results, which we might talk about, yeah. there's loads of people's plans. And I speak from I know four people who are who are absolutely screwed over by these results. So I know plans change. Mm. And if you've ended up in the University of Bristol now, or maybe UE, then hopefully you actually do find this useful. And if there's any questions you have about Bristol, honestly, leave it down below. Ask us, we will reply. There's not many comments, so we'll <laughs> definitely reply. Um, but if you find it useful, leave a like and let us know what you thought. Um, if you don't want to listen to the whole thing on YouTube, we do have a Spotify and Apple podcast. So if you listen to a bit on YouTube, or you want to listen to the rest on a walk or on a run or on anything else, you can check us out on those platforms. And again, honestly, hope this was helpful. Any question, leave it down below. And that's a goodbye from us. <laughs> yeah. Take care, guys.